Okay. We're on. We're on. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 25. Silver yeah. anniversary. Is that what that is? Yeah. Silver anniversary? What's the element for that? Silver. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's gold. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, Moving it's on. our... T- <laughs> It's our 25th episode, the silver and gold episode, and And we are Valerie Hootenanny, and I'm Casey Hobnob, and I'm Tommy Hoy Poloy, and this This is is the podcast, 25th episode of Nothing's Too Too Weird. I feel like it's good. It really adds to the podcast. It does a lot. Scott, thanks for doing all this stuff to the podcast. It's a real. That's You're our welcome. producer sighting element. Yeah. There was a Scott sighting yesterday at the film festival by our super fan Rhonda. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she recognized oh, him. Oh yeah. Super fan uh, Rhonda. I was in line getting uh, mm-hmm. beverages and uh, mm-hmm. snacks, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, a woman came up to me. And said my name and said hello and I said hello. I don't know who you are. <laughs> and then she said, "I'm Rhonda, super fan Rhonda." And I was like, "Oh, hi, Rhonda." And then right away you were Still, like, "Still, no." I was like, "How do you know what I look like?" <laughs> oh yeah, because you <laughs> because don't know I'm, about the Facebook. Page. I, I mean, never, you, yeah. you must not check out the Facebook page right you're now. You're on really. quite I guess a bit, I don't, actually. But you're I guess my my picture's yep, on yep. there, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's on there how she bit. knew. You're famous. Everybody that was very nice room. of her and her son to come. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. So our super fan, Rhonda, who has confronted Walgreens and told mm-hmm. people to listen to the podcast. She has done all sorts, introduced us to TJ. Mm-hmm. She came to our movie and her son, Cooper, and... Yep. They're pretty much great. Yeah. And I guess they had a super fun time. Yep. I think everybody did. That was a really good event. Yeah, that was, was really fun. It was good times. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I, so I guess we should, we talked about Walgreens. We always start talking about Walgreens yeah. every episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no Walgreens experience. I, nor- <laughs> those, we, I normally avoid them. Did we introduce but. Tommy as our guest? He introduced himself. Just as, okay. <laughs> <laughs> introduce I mean, him again. Yeah, you, I mean, inter- you can introduce him. You know, him. like your real name and... yeah. What's you your know. real name? Is My that real secret? name. I'm I'm Tommy <laughs> O'Neill. Oh, okay. Are we? Or what are you? Why are you here? What brought you here? <laughs> I, uh, I, I was I was just walking down the street and there was a podcast emanating. And they're like, hey. And that turned out those people were us. And we it said, was, come be on our podcast. It was a serendipitous route. I was in your movie. I think we should talk about the movie first because uh, yeah. it's weird if we don't uh, talk about go. the movie first. Mm-hmm. So Tommy was in our 48-hour film. Yeah. And 
He came in so last second. Dan was like, this will be perfect. I'll call Tommy. And we're like, sure. And he shows up and I feel like professional. Like he's a professional and I'm a fool. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it's I was all like, business. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> and that was great. It was like you learned your lines, and you knew them and remembered them. And then also you were just like I was like you twirling and say that, and you just were like, yeah, I'm doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I ruining this guy's day? But then you did everything perfectly, and I cannot believe it even happened. Ob- <laughs> obsessive compulsive tendencies tend to lead, usually awesome. drives people that way. <laughs> We're watching the video at home editing, and it's just like, well, Tommy's a professional, mm-hmm. and I feel bad we made him do this stuff. No, I had a lot of fun. It was great. <laughs> but, it was great. But we had so much fun. I can't thank you enough for coming in and being, mm-hmm. twirling around. Being the interventionist. Being the interventionist. No, I, I had a lot of fun. Now that the movie's out on YouTube, uh, just bef- <laughs> just before I left, my, my wife was sending uh, our daughter back east the link. So. Oh, good. Oh, I wonder what she'll think of it. What do you think? <laughs> Look at her very special father. Is she in college? Uh, no, my, my daughter's... Uh, I'm, I'm a grandfather. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she went to college. <laughs> Great. I, yeah. Good for no, her. She's a, she's a school teacher. Okay. She's, she great. teaches special ed. Okay. You'll have to update us on what she thinks of the movie. I'd be interested. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, she's seen her father do some really weird stuff before, so it's not like she's going to be shocked. Well, I love that. I just, if I thought, the thought of my dad being in a movie and doing that, that would just be the most amazing thing to me. So I wonder if it's going to be to her, too. I bet it will be. But, but Scott, I do appreciate the age disparity. That, that, <laughs> that, still, that, still ha- that still happens to me. I think I freaked Dan out the first time I met him. We were, we were talking, and I think I let it slip. In a sense, how, let old, it slip. How, how old I was, and Dan's looking at me, he's like, really? You're that old? I let yeah. it slip. I'm a grandpa. You certainly don't look old. No. Yeah, well, when you get carded until you're 25, this is the way it works on the back end. <laughs> well, I was going to say, your face is very cinematic, I thought. Yeah. The, the camera, I, I loved looking at that. Was a, I just got that camera a year ago, and that's shooting you during that was my the favorite thing I've shot. It, I don't know why. It just looked, I, that, it looked how I wanted it to look. That's that's really weird for me because I'm the type of person that I don't like to see pictures of myself. I don't like to hear my own voice. In fact, for me, this podcast would probably work best if I could just read the transcript of it <laughs> as, a, as opposed to ultimately hearing my voice one day. It really is shocking to, like, at first when I would listen to our mm-hmm. podcast and listen to my voice, I was like, how does anyone stand to talk to me? <laughs> Well, they do it. I think your voice is so soothing. That's real nice, Val. I don't know why you think that. Because it's not. That's true. Okay, that's true. I think Thank it's you. nice listening to your voice. <laughs> okay. But no, it. So you'll probably be like, that's not really what I sound like. Did you feel like that in the movie, too? That's not really what I sound like? Um, I, I got used to it. I, I've, I've, I've gotten used to it more now that I've, I've seen myself, seen more images of myself. But still, it's... I'm one of those people that I don't like to look at myself in the mirror, which probably explains the way I dress. But <laughs> you know what? Do you I think... wish I could wear the same thing every day. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Too. What's that? Just like a robe or something. What? Like a gown, like a like gown, a snuggie, like a loose gown. That's what you want to wear every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Star Wars cloak. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like a with a hood. I don't know. You want yeah. to be in the clan. 
No, I don't want to be all covered up. What kind of fabric would it have to be? Cotton. Yeah. I think cotton modal, actually. What's modal? so soft. Cotton modal? Yeah. Yeah. Stretchy soft. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's what I would want to wear all day, every day. What, Scott? You, got, you all looked at me like I was supposed to... Oh. Well, you're right. He was down. <laughs> yeah. you, always make, okay. you always make a point of pointing out when I'm trying to do oh. something oh, okay. <laughs> behind the scenes that they're not supposed to hear. Well, yeah. that's what I do, Scott. That's what I bring to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, that's what I'm here for. Well, we're five minutes in and I've gotten two of my insecurities out. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, I told you, like, because you said I got the tickets right away because of my OCD, and I'm like, well, I do stuff like that too, but it's because of my anxiety. Oh, well, that's so, the, the anxiety the is on top of my OCD, okay. so that's kind of like a sandwich that's going on. I'm always yeah. early to everything. I'm always freaking out about every possible scenario. Oh, I was in your neighborhood at 4.30. I just, <laughs> wanted, to do, just wanted to do the polite thing and ring the doorbell. It's <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting out there. <laughs> Okay, so... You're like a construction workers out, you know, trying to blend in. You want to talk about Hobo Fest? Are we talking about the... Are we still talking about the movie? What else is there to say about the movie? That it was great. It was... I think I had an awesome time. Like I said, it was serendipitous. It fell in my lap. Uh, yeah. I met some great people, you know, people that I already knew and met and met other great people. So it, it was it was great. I, I think I got the best end of the bargain. No. No, I did because I didn't have to go out to the camping site like you guys did. Which <laughs> that I, which was so was, gross. Did and you it get smelled, bit a lot, or it smelled like poop because the geese are out there just pooping everywhere. And then I was in the tent and just so close to the goose poop. Oh, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Yeah, I was at home showered in air conditioning at that point, so I still think I got the better end of the bargain. It was hot. That's what on Friday, you know, it's laughing, having fun writing, and I'm like, well, this is so great. And Scott isn't having as much fun on Friday as like. Me and Val and Dan and Luke were because we're just like, this is fun ideas. Woo! Then Scott's like, what are you guys even trying to do? And because you're always trying to figure out where the camera is going to be, this and that, with all of the ideas. So it's like, we can just laugh. And then he's like, that can't happen. (laughs) But you want to know what? I feel like most of this was laughing. Mm -hmm. I got to make what you guys see in your head. Happen. Look like what you think you're yeah. going to see, and I don't think I did that great of a job on it this year. I think you that did. Was... I think you did a great job. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I think I could have done a lot better. You did good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, it was good. I guess we won an award. So. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we won an award. But yeah, so then I woke up Saturday and it's like I have to go into work and print off the scripts and stuff, which mm-hmm. then I forget to bring to people and the papers. And I have to go buy a broom, and I'm just driving around like, well, I don't know what this foolishness that we wrote is. <laughs> but I'm like, we're doing it, though. I bought a broom. I thought you seemed so calm that day, ready for anything. Well, I was, yeah, I felt <laughs> like I got to keep this going because mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like I what else said is this is what we're doing. So, yeah. yeah. I should acknowledge that I, did, I was not a true believer yeah. until later on in the, because I just felt like... I thought we left so much stuff out of it that it wouldn't track and wouldn't make any sense. But then it's like, well, it's about a broom that's a lot. That's yeah. what I had so to say to him on the way. It doesn't He's, make sense. He was like, I don't know if we said enough why the 
like how the broom's an alcoholic. I'm like, it is a fucking broom. <laughs> it's, it's a broom. And they just have imagined he's an alcoholic for the show. <laughs> he doesn't really, we don't really have to make him one. Somebody believed in him enough. He won an award. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, I think it turned out great. <laughs> but then, so when we were at the first screening, you know, the premiere, and afterwards everyone was just clapping so hard and going woohoo and then i just looked at scott and i said i told you <laughs> that's what i wanted to hear I, was like, I lost you did I won lose. i won but i lost you did lose by not believing in it that's a lesson in belief scott, don't forget you got to stand behind every everything that uh, you that's do. true i, every I movie forgot that about made. that yeah that Harrison Ford Mantra, thing. and then I <laughs> yeah. re- remembered it on Sunday. Yeah, I think, stand or... behind everything you do, no matter what. What did you think it was going to be when we met with you, like, after you left? Were you just like, what are these uh, people doing? No, <laughs> I mean, for, for who I knew at the time, for, for Dan, Dante, and, to- and Toll, um, if, if I didn't know the space that it was coming out of to begin with, I would have been a, I would have been a little bit more puzzled. I didn't understand the full flow of the movie, but you know, I walked out of there I going, forgot yeah, this, the scripts. This, this seems normal. <laughs> this seems normal. No, I, 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 I did. Scott looked a little bit tense. That uh, was the first time that I met uh, that, that I met Casey and Scott. He looked no, but you look like you needed help. So I figured the best thing that I can do is not screw up and make this as short as possible. And you were very helpful. You were very confident too. So I was like, all right, this guy's in. He's, all right, we can do this. And I, I don't imagine Tommy that you do anything not in a confident manner. I know. Oh no, I'm no, uh, no I'm. Uh, yeah, you I, seem like you'd be confident in all aspects. Yeah, it's of life, it's all a facade. I'm one of those people that no, that I do believe I do believe as long as you look like you know what you're doing, yeah, that people will more likely than not believe in you but no i'm i'm one of i'm just like everybody else i walk <laughs> walking up to the door you know in the back of my mind it's going you, you can still turn around and run away um they, they, they may not know you're here yet and, but you know um, we knew and then we were like yeah. looking out the window like when is it normal to like open the door and then i'm like oh god what if he comes in the garage and we're just looking out the window and then so i'm like i'm not looking out the window you look and i'll just look around so no. we figured it out it was good <laughs> We all figured it out. <laughs> we got in, and now we're at the table. No, yep. I, I have the same self-doubt that 99% of the other people have. So I feel like mine is just too on the surface. Everyone, the jig is up all the time with me. Mask slipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mask has slipped. <laughs> I don't think I ever mask. had a, a mask. Okay. Well, you're certainly... Uh, part of the team now oh i would i would i would now i know now ben i guess in a sense i took what ben's spot ben what would have been ben's spot if ben was here ben brodell didn't ben ben did it yeah ben who (laughs) ben's in thailand right now i thought i always call him benjamin just because that's that's his name benjamin benjamin no i had that was a blast that was it was like if i was going back to school next week and on Monday, I would stand up and they would say, what did you do this summer? <laughs> I would say, I made a movie. <laughs> now, we've usually got like 10 people that, you know, one or two exchange out every, oh, every no. year. But you're always, what I'm saying is you're always welcome. Oh. Some people just can't do it. So that's why yeah. they're not there. Oh, it's, I, at 5'5", five five, I do well in short films. <laughs> 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 this has nothing to do with our film now. We're okay. moving on. Moving okay, on. yeah. We're moving on. 
good segue um, into a, another good segue by me into Hobofest. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Hobofest? I, I, in all honesty, I, I know of hobos. I did not know they had a festival mm-hmm. until you Enjoy. told me that uh, your group was going there. So through the power of Google, I know a little bit about Hobofest now. Yep. Hometown. That's Val's hometown. Really? Britt, Iowa. Iowa. That's my okay. hometown, Britt, Iowa. So can I ask how they grasped, embraced Hobofest? You know, I think back in the old days that people kind of thought hobos were kind of cool. Yeah, it started in 1900. I don't think they thought they were like bums because to to a hobo, being called a bum, low life. That's a low life. Well, the thing was, isn't it like it's there's dirty two word. railroads? That yeah, two railroads. Yeah. Okay. So people would travel in to find work, and it was just a natural. Okay. Like, and that's a hobo. A hobo travels like to work. Hard working travelers. Yeah. And then I learned a tramp is someone that just travels but doesn't work, mm-hmm. just keeps traveling. But see, where I'm from, travelers have a different connotation. Like, what do you mean? Because on the East Coast, travelers, so by, by, by ethnicity, by background, I'm, I'm Irish. Mm-hmm. And travelers are a group of Irish people who predominantly live in the Piedmont, maybe the North Carolina area. A mm-hmm. um, lot of intermarrying and things going on. But basically what happens is when there's a traveling season and they'll move north in campers and things like mm-hmm. that. And they... They don't think so, but the greater public thinks they prey on people with scams like I'll I'll seal your driveway and oh, they use yeah. like watered oh. down oil, you know, so it looks good for two days. They collect the money, you know, I'll repair your roof and things like that. <laughs> so on there, there's a certain segment of the East Coast where when you use the tra- the word traveler, it has it has that people. it has that connotation with it. Are they kind of like gypsies? It, people would call them gypsies, yes. Uh. Yeah. But like deliverance people, gypsies. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, oh, no, not, not like that. There was a there was a show. <laughs> there was a show a couple of years ago that had uh, Eddie Izzard in it. Hmm. Um, the Riches. It it only lasted one season. Um, but if you ever if you ever come across that, they portrayed a family of what would have been t- of of travelers or or gypsies. Hmm. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. I think it lasted one season. Eddie Izzard was was great in it. It was it was a great role for him. But I digress. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what hobos think about travelers. Do they well, call I'll tell themselves you, that? Hobos really look down on bums. Yeah, big time. The travelers are very well organized. They're very crafty. They're very mm-hmm. close. You know, close knit. Very suspicious of people from the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you. This is the code of the hobos, and I feel like this is good advice for everyone, hobo or non hobo. Yeah. Decide your own life. Don't let another person run or rule you. True. When in town, always respect the local law and officials and try to be a gentleman at all times. Don't take advantage of someone who is in a vulnerable situation, locals or other hobos. Always try to find work, even if temporary, and always seek out a job nobody wants. By doing so, you not only help a business along, but ensure employment should should you return to that town again. When no employment is available, make your own work by using your added talents and crafts. Do not allow yourself to become a stupid drunk or set a bad example for local's treatment of other hobos. When jungling in town, respect handouts. Do not wear them out. Another hobo will be coming along who will need them as bad, if not worse, than you. Always respect nature. Do not leave garbage where you are jungling. If in a community jungle, always pitch in and help. Try to stay clean and boil up wherever possible. When traveling, ride your train respectfully, take no personal chances, cause no problems with the operating crew or host railroad, 
Act like an extra crew member. Do not cause problems in the train yard. Another hobo will be coming along who will need passage through that yard. Do not allow other hobos to molest children. Expose all molesters to mm. authorities. Mm-hmm. They're the worst garbage to infest any society. Oh. <laughs> that one comes out of nowhere. Like It seems like there's a hobo molestation problem yeah. that they want to do. Really well, they're good. addressing it. They're Don't addressing it. Okay. Help all runaway children mm. and try to induce them to return home. Help your fellow hobos whenever and wherever needed. You may need their help someday. If present at a hobo court and you have a testimony, give it. Whether for or against you're the accused, your voice counts. Hobo There's court. a hobo court? There's a hobo court. So mm. as you can see, hobos, hobos are real <laughs> upstanding citizens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it, doesn't it? As much as they can be, I guess. So, hobos. Yeah, you I thought it was real interesting. in the jungle, though, to really get the full effect. So we drove through the hobo jungle. Do you know what that is? I have... I was going to People ask if you were speaking correctly when you talked about jungling, <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt, so I'm I'm ready to be enlightened. People right, have gotten so. stabbed there. With, in, it's in, where the hobos camp when they're in town. It's like yeah. they're... In the jungle. Yeah. yeah. They're jungling. Jungle okay. of hobos. Okay. A jungle. Oh, is that like a pod of whales? So there's a, jung- yeah. a jungle of hobos? That's a, okay. A jungle. Okay. I got that. That's a, a collective of hobos is called a jungle. Okay. A jungle of hobos. Yeah. 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 That's where the real magic happens, though. At the at night, her grandma was like, "Have you gone into the hobo she said, jungle?" And oh, I said, did "Yeah." Scott and Casey have the... a good time, and I was like, "Yeah." And then she said, "Did they go to the hobo jungle?" And I was like, "Yeah, they drove through." And she was like, hmm, "They drove through. They should have got out and really experienced." <laughs> in, and if people don't jungle. go there, she's really disgusted by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I have to confess, <laughs> yeah. as part of the prep, when we said we were going to talk about the hobo code, and I looked that up, what I got was a, basically a set of hieroglyphics. Oh, yeah, there's or, that, too. Or ru- runes <laughs> for the hobos. That, <laughs> yeah. That was all of the code, so, okay. Yeah, they have that, too, where they'll write on, like, a fence yeah. post right. outside of so a house. so as to what the mm-hmm. town is like, or, you mm-hmm. know, stay away, good mm-hmm. food, or things like yeah. that. Yeah, so. or t- tell them a sad yeah. story, they'll feed you. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's pretty neat. I thought it was pretty cool. Hobo and days. your grandma's house, there is a room in it that has been <laughs> untarnished by time. Yeah. There is. It really is, isn't it? Now, yeah. have you done anything in the hobo lifestyle? Have you ridden a train or, you know, jumped a train or anything like that? Or? Um, my sister married someone that drives a train. That's pretty okay. hobo-ish. Wow. That's we my knew con- one of the hobos that was at the yeah. in the hobo museum. What? We had talked to him. Like, he died, um, I think, 10 years ago or something, but um, Iowa Blackie, he's like a poet, and his writing was really tiny. Iowa Blackie. Um, So Mm -hmm. my sister's husband, like, talked to him a lot, because he drives trains. He says he never bothers with the hobos. They're usually really nice to him. Hmm. Yeah, Iowa Blackie, he just, he's a real fixture. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, like, famous hobos. Yeah. Like, celebrity hobos. Celebrity hobos. Yeah. Yeah. That museum was actually really... Cool. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying like the rest of it sucked or anything, but it was, I was, for how small the town is, mm-hmm. it was uh, a good quality museum. It was in was an old theater. In an yeah. old theater, so it was cool looking to it. Felt, I guess the building went with the ex- exhibit. Which is also yeah. nice because it probably helps preserve a building that mm-hmm. may have had a hard time being preserved. So yeah. that's, that's cool also. Yeah, it was really neat. It's a nice little town. Um, I'm from Dallas Center. Have you ever been to Dallas Center? I've been to Dallas Center. 
Well, that's where I'm from, and we have a fall festival. That's our little no hobos. I mean, there's probably hobos there. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm sure there is. Why Iowa Blackie's probably there. Well, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead? <laughs> oh, my God. But we, is like, that who you were talking about? That mm-hmm. died like 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Iowa Blackie. Oh, my God. That makes me sad. Let's take a moment of silence. There's Oops. also a hobo cemetery there. there. Broke it. <laughs> So, All right. so do you have to Sorry, be a hobo to be buried in it? Mountain Dew Hobo. Is it set right? just yep. off the Mountain town real cemetery? It's like just... So Mountain do Dew. you have to just be fortuitous enough to be a hobo to that there. dies in Brit? Or do they, no, they, they the reload there? You can be knighted a hobo. They put a stick on your shoulders. So are you then a, knighted as an asser? Or do they have some type of formal address if once you're knighted as a hobo? I think like yeah. one is called Mountain Dew. Yeah. What? Mountain Dew Hobo. Yep. Oh, the one guy that, yeah, his name is People Mountain bring Dew. him, like... People you know, put Mountain Dew on his grave. Oh, that's, oh, is, no, that's... They neat. weren't trashy yeah. graves, either. They were actual headstones okay. that had been carved. You can like, get by hand as... Carved by hand. Hobo. I'll they have to put that hand. on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. They had a tomb of the unknown hobo. hobo. They yep. really did. There's yeah. pictures on, like, our podcast Facebook page. If you go to Nothing's yeah. Too Weird on Facebook, yeah. you'll see pictures of the hobo memorial mm-hmm. and all that, so... But my town, um, one of my favorite things is to do the cakewalk. Yes. Have you ever done a cakewalk? Oh, at, at carnivals or, or fairs and fundraisers, mm-hmm. yeah. Done cakewalks. God, I love it. I'll just keep walking until I get a cake, no matter how much it costs. <laughs> I never really knew what that term just meant. Keep on cakewalk? I mean, I knew cake. cakewalk meant easy, but I didn't know what there was an actual thing called An event, cakewalk. yeah. Mm-hmm. So at, at, yeah. We used to have school carnivals as a fundraiser. So everybody's mom would have to bake a cake, yep. of course. Uh, but then you paid like a quarter or whatever mm-hmm. it was to participate. And it's like in the musical cake chairs. And then you with won. Cake. Yes, it's yeah. musical chairs with a cake, and you you win a cake. I'd yeah. never never done one until I went to the to fall festival. To DCs and Brain a lot for fundraisers. Yeah, they're yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. What's your small town? Are you not from a small town? Are you from a big town? I'm I'm from Rockville, Maryland. Is uh, it huge? Yeah, uh, it's the it's the county seat of, well, that's of huge, my I'm county. Sure. Um, we. Uh, growing up there as a kid, I was always fascinated because on the, the sign that went into town, we were picked as an all-American city. And in fact, Rockville was picked as an all-American city four times, which sounds like very prestigious when you're a kid. Because in your mind, you think of there must be this panel of esteemed judges that goes through yeah. every every year. They go through every this single, all the cities. And you know there's some vetting criteria that they do. And my God, my hometown went four times. <laughs> And it wasn't until I was an adult that I actually looked up how they did it. And like a lot of things in life, if you're willing to pay $100 and submit an application, they will consider you uh, in in the running for it. So I ended up moving from my hometown, which is a four-time winner of the All-American City, to Des Moines, which is a five-time winner of All-American City. As picked by the National Civic League, folks. Wow. Uh, upgrade. Good That's choice. right. That's right. Tell you what Des Moines is all about. Young professionals. Mm-hmm. Just they all are. about them. They really are. They're so proud. Mm-hmm. Young professionals. Who even heard that term until recently? I don't think it was around. No, it's fairly new. I think they did it. It was an outgrowth of trying to keep a lot of the talent that once they went to school here mm, and, I think that's and moving true. away, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they built up a lot of the infrastructure to try and uh, attract and keep them downtown. What do you think defines yourself as a young professional? I don't know. Young and professional. (laughs) Age. (laughs) 
Casey, do you think that you're a young professional? I am calling myself now a young executive. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. It's a a promotion. Mm, That's good. (laughs) I feel like I've advanced a lot. Did you have a festival in your town? We we didn't have festivals. We we have a parade. We have Rockville hometown holidays, which usually happens in the summer. So it's very patriotic. They bring out all the old Sounds fire trucks, fun. bands. Um, probably got a group of shriners. Shriners, yeah. The go karts with the fezes on. God, that, that, that looks that will fun. Drive around and raise raise money. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're. It's it's built. One of the weird things about my town was when I was growing up as a kid, we had a uh, a, a historic downtown area. It kind of looked a little bit like uh, the movie set out of Back to the Future. Yeah, you know the clock and the the, the Odeon Theater that would that would be the, on the main drag. And as part of urban renewal in the '70s, they tore down the historic part of town and built this really shitty, ugly concrete mall. That was a money pit even before it opened. It, it looked like a concrete bunker. It was never fully occupied. Nobody would go there. It went bankrupt within a couple of years. And then ultimately what happened over time was they ended up tearing that down and then building a replica of the historic <laughs> downtown that they had destroyed in the 70s in order to put up the oh, mall. Gosh. <laughs> so live and learn. Oh, that's <laughs> Dallas Center is still just old, old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is Brit. Yeah, it's it all is. just falling apart. It is kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the new Mexican restaurant on Main Street in Brit? No. Yeah. What's it called? I don't know, but uh-huh. I wonder if they have like good food there. I don't know. We tried Mulligan stew. That's the stew that hobos mm-hmm. apparently like eat. It? it tastes like stew. Yeah. It's- Pretty much Stewie. a little bit of everything that you have yeah, is what just, goes in there. Tasted like stew. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott and I were wondering, when do people just give up on parades? Oh, God. I think... They just decide I'm driving my Chrysler There was through. like a 1989 <laughs> Chrysler LeBaron in this parade that all it had on it was a piece of construction paper on the side that was just like... They weren't even throwing candy. Now, They're just being in the parade. Now I. It's a giant parade. There was probably a gap when I stopped going to stopped going to parades, but I noticed when we moved here, and the first year I was here, I went to the the St. Patrick's Day parade, and that was when I first noticed it was like just any anybody was in it you know there was yeah. a car there was a, and, a, and it was i guess it's one of those things where you pay the 25 dollars and, and you can just be you in can, it you can yeah. be in it now it's it was also new to me the idea of throwing throwing candy, throwing candy uh, out oh. yeah so to me i mean my idea of a parade is it's you're entertaining you, know, you, you line the streets and it's there's a theme to it but it usually involves mar- you know marching bands uh, something pat- you know patriotic uh, everybody people is try. somehow in on the theme, and people uh, try. People try, yeah. and yeah, I mean, it, didn't it used to be you had to, if you were going to be in it, you had to make a float or you had to do something. Well, yeah. you would think you would want to do something other than like I would be so embarrassed to just be like, here's me and my Ford Focus driving, not giving you candy, waving at you like anyone wants <laughs> well, to they wave. Have no at shame. Me. It's not about a parade for the people, and it's about <laughs> an opportunity for them to get marketing, right, and so advertising. I would now, drive in the parade for our podcast. We should take our podcast in the parade, but we would throw out good candy. Yeah, we throw and really treats, good candy. snap bracelets. Yeah. 
necklaces. serendipitously, just <laughs> since we're this is fair week, uh, Monday was Veterans Day at the fair. So mm-hmm. they recognized veterans. They got in for half price. And my wife's company that does a lot of work with veterans, we had the opportunity to go down and be in their parade. So we were a bunch you of people that were following a van. Were you doing but nothing? We were, the, the, the goal of it was to acknowledge, if you saw somebody that was on the, on the side that was wearing a cap that indicate, or a shirt that indicated that they had been in the service, they had asked us to, to basically walk down the parade route and shake hands with them oh, and, and nice. thank them for being a veteran. Mm, yeah, and nice. in the back of my anxious ridden mind, where part of it's going, you know, this is hokey, this is hokey, mm-hmm. this is hokey. It was really neat to actually interact and shake hands yeah. with particularly the Vietnam veterans mm-hmm. who a number of them had tears in their because they got the shaft when, mm-hmm. you know, when they yeah. came back. And it really felt good to actually just go from the point of this is kind of hokey to by me extending my hand and shaking somebody's hand and saying thank you very much for your service oh, awesome. and all you did that actually it, it meant something mm-hmm. to them. So mm-hmm. it, it, it made me feel better about what I was doing. Oh my God! What That's a gentleman nice. you are. That's so wonderful, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> you just go around being Come a gentleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what she keeps describing you. Yes, yeah. really a gentleman. Mm-hmm. That's it's true. Wonderful. So now that we've done that, I think we need to talk. We've talked previously on the podcast. Urban farming. These people with chickens at In their town. houses. And I've brought the ordinance. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, too, so for the background is there was a recent story where somebody was uh, finally called out for keeping an obnoxious residence. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think the gist of the new story that caught everybody's attention was they had 50 chickens, but they would have been okay if they only had 30. 30. (laughs) So apparently 30 30 is the magic number. That is insane. What do they do with the chickens? It smells so bad. I think their deal was they had a business, and they made it sound like they were raising them to sell them to people. How many eggs are people buying? I don't know. Eggs or they're butchering I don't know if they were selling them as stud chickens or... or The the two people I've known in the last five years who have this chicken thing have Mm -hmm. both had a business where they sell eggs Mm. to people, and it's they sell... I don't know who else they sell to, but they sold to people at our work. I wouldn't buy someone's chicken eggs. Like, I just don't... How... Is an egg that much better than a store-bought egg? I'm not eating them. You're not saving I want them processed. I don't know. I do. I I think I would eat them, but... If they're cheaper, are they cheaper than the store? No, they act like they're fancier. Yeah, I think they'd be more expensive. Hmm. Because they're, like, organic. My cousin, when Hmm. she lived here, I think she had two, three chickens in her backyard. Well, it smelled like an entire farm walking up to two or three chickens. What does 30, which is apparently how many you can have, what right. does that smell like? Right. Apparently, the ordinance excludes, in within the Des Moines city limits, any undomesticated animal, but then they, there's an exception, and it's small-caged animals and fowls such as falcons, pigeons, pheasants, quail, chickens, ducks, geese, <laughs> rabbits, ferrets, and other small animals. <laughs> and the distinguishing characteristic is... Um, of such type in nature that state and national associations exist, establishing norms for breeding, confining, and rearing. So basically what, what the city's saying is if there's some association that oversees this, it's cool if you have up to 30 of them 
in your yard. That is not the, cool. But uh, then there's this exception <laughs> that says the as long as the area is maintained free of odors, insects, rodents, oh. dis, you know, disturbing noises. And I'm thinking, that's how impossible. Do you, how do you have 30 chickens in your yard where it's not on some level obnoxious? <laughs> Besides the cleanup, just managing going outside and being like, be quiet, chickens. We're in town. If you had mute chickens, I could understand that. But there's no way you can go out to 30 chickens and go, shh. We're city chickens. City chickens can't talk. It's like the kids that, like, growing up would live in an apartment. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have to be all quiet at their house, but you wouldn't really understand why. And it's just like, they'd always be going, be quiet, be quiet. I'm like, what? Why? They're screaming. (laughs) I did not get it, because I guess I just wanted to be, I don't know how loud I thought I had to be. I think that I would have one or two chickens. One or two? Mm-hmm. i tell you, it smells pretty strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much anti-chicken unless I'm eating them, so. <laughs> I want someone to just process it all for me, make sure the <laughs> eggs don't have the bird flu, because I'm going to die of it from writing those books, and... That's now, all I want. Do you do any when you when you crack an egg, will you will you eat will you fix the egg the way that it is, or do you do you ever take that weird stringy white thing out of the out of the yolk of the egg? I don't take it out. I don't want to touch it too much. Oh. <laughs> what is it? Tommy, that's uh, what is it? Gross. It's it, just I, I, it's been so long ago. It's part of the egg, part but it's like a little yeah, white thing. I yeah. as a kid I always used to think that was you know, they didn't catch the egg in time, and that was the chicken that was starting to form. So ever since then, I've had You're this like, weird thing out. where I get a fork, and, you know, I'll take that little... Now, if I go to a restaurant, it's not like, okay, I want... You know, I'm not like Jack Nicholson, where I went, I want my eggs, but I want you to take the fork and take the weird take funky white thing out. white thing out. But, but at home, at my own accord, I take the funky white thing out of the egg. I'm yet. pretty sure that's exactly what it is, Tommy. Is it? The chicken... That was going to form. Do you take it out? Just so you know. No. Yeah. I don't like to touch it. I don't like to touch food too much. And they're hard to get out with. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's they're slimy. It doesn't want to break away right. How do you do it without breaking the yolk? Oh, no. I'm making scrambled eggs. So you're me out talking about this. We better not talk about eggs anymore. Okay. (laughs) sick. (laughs) You want to eat them fresh off someone's yard. You know the yolk is the little chicken food. That's its food when it's in the egg. So, okay. Moving on with that. So, what time is it at, Scott? We should take a break soon. Okay. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to try some root beer beer. We're going to talk about some other things. We're going to listen to some music now. Is it going to be by Luke Ritter? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask Luke. I don't think we're quite there yet. Oh, okay. Oh, God, we're not there yet. It'll be by someone. It'll be something else. All right. It'll be someone, and you'll love it. And we'll pee if we need to and drink if we need to, and then we'll be back. See you soon. Yep. Looked at the clock and saw that I was late. I had myself some kind of day. So I pulled up my pants and I tucked in my shirt. I stopped by the desk and I wrote a few words. Said, I don't want to be the one who lets you down. I don't want to be the one who lets you down. My friend, how do I look? He said, like you just stepped out of a book. Your tie is tight and your collar is stiff. You walk upright, but you got them wrists. But I don't want to be the one who lets you down. I don't want to be the one who lets you down. 
outside and he popped my tires He grabbed my telephone and he crossed my wires Said I can't believe you give up so fast Men like you never last But I don't want to be the one who lets you down I don't want to be the one who lets you down I said to hell with you, I've got to go I'm gonna change my life and hit the road I open the door and I look outside And an old man destiny looked back and smiled So I don't want to be the one who lets you down I don't want to be the one who lets you down The current may be dangerous and swift But along the way I've picked up a few tips You can't always believe what you've heard music to listen to. That was excellent. Everyone's feeling good now. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we're going to try not your father's root beer. Right now? Yep. Try it. Okay. You I'm first. Ready. Val first. This have you had I, this before? Tommy? I imagine no, I it's going to taste just like regular real root beer. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yep. It just tastes like root beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it tastes, good. Yeah, but you can definitely taste a anything. bit of beer. You can't. I can. Mm-hmm. I could drink that whole thing like it's candy. Scott, you have to try it too. What do you think, Tommy? He can't that's even. Good. He can't believe it's n- beer, and it's <laughs> it's not beer? your fault. Bo- yeah, that's beer. Yeah, it's six percent alcohol. Oh wow! That's good. That's that tastes like root beer. Yeah, there's <laughs> it, no good. alcohol in it. I mean, it doesn't. You don't. It's like root beer. You know <laughs> that, what that would that's be dangerous. good with? Yes, it's like a, like a, a Long Island iced tea. A root beer float. Yeah, a root beer yeah. float would be great. Yeah. You, you, be do great. you guys want Scott? Could you get them a couple of glasses? I'll share it. Does anyone so want to? Do, they sell, do they sell that locally? Yeah, they sell it at Hy-Vee. But I guess they're always sold out because it's so good. But what? there is like a yeah. thing at Hy-Vee. Um, my friend Jeff gave it to me. He's like, oh, Not you like... Because I always make rum and root beer. Oh, I thought when you said we're just going to try it, I thought it was some funky root beer. I didn't nope. know that it was an alcohol-based... Wow. Yep. I agree with Scott. That's dangerous. <laughs> Whoa. It's 5.9% alcohol. That has no trace of an alcohol yeah. taste to it whatsoever. No, I don't think it does either. Casey, you thought it did kind of... Yeah, dairy? I could taste beer. <laughs> Not me. Here's nope. Scott. Pour them. I could not... Oh, it's supposed to do that. Yeah, sorry. Scott managed to balance the glass on its edge. <laughs> so, yeah, you, here you guys go. Thanks. Root beerish. That's good. I like it. Oh, thank there you. you. Go. like a shot. It's what? It's like a I'll shot. Yeah, it's just for, a little taste test. I'll save that as no, a chaser for after my regular alcohol tasting beer. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that would make some awesome ice cream. I, uh, 
as good as that is, I, it's almost psychological. Like, why would you drink that if you wanted a beer and you're not <laughs> tasting? I mean, think about it. You're not tasting beer. And it's like, yeah. I'm just... I'm drinking a root beer and everybody else is having fun. And then all of a sudden you'd be so drunk. I'm supposed to be drinking to feel socially accepted and all I'm drinking is root beer. All I'm doing is drinking something delicious. Yeah. I feel like the, whoever... Like a child. Yeah. Like, like Mountain Dew and Sprite and Coke are all going to figure out how they did this. and they're gonna, They are. There's just going to be a flood of this. This That'd really could just be this a real big social experiment where there's, there's really no in alcohol it. in it. <laughs> and everybody's walking around, I'm so stoned. I don't think it tastes anything like beer. No. I think I, it's just like I'm drinking a root beer. It's so weird that I can taste beer. But I can in those margarita drinks too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I got a beer aversion. It's is it great. great locally or is it? <laughs> it's in like Illinois or something. Isn't it? Everyone go get some. I'll get that right. I could research it. I'm yeah, gonna Scott's going to, our producer's going to do some research. Hmm. And then while he does that, let's talk about everyone with their shirts off all the time. Lacrosse, yeah. Wisconsin. That's disgusting. Why is everyone taking their shirts off all the time? I don't know, but why do men think that it's okay to run an exercise outside without a shirt on. We don't have gross titties. <laughs> I think that's true. That's so true, Scott. Flopping around. I think that we can just move on because that's true. No. No. <laughs> no. I think it's disgusting. I think everyone put your shirt on. What are we living in like caveman times? Put your shirt on. I remember when I was a I feel like growing up, like there were more people around my neighborhood that just had their shirts off, like mowing the yeah. lawn or doing whatever. Not do you do it, Tommy? Do you mow your lawn with your shirt off? Uh, no, I'm I'm I look like a little Ewok with <laughs> my shirt on, so I'm very I'm very discreet. In fact, uh, when I, I'll admit it, when we go to the beach, my wife there's a ritual that we have to go through before we leave in order for me, if there's a chance that I'm going to be taking my shirt. What off. is the ritual? I get shaved down. <laughs> <laughs> just on the chance that it could happen like you you're like i don't even know yeah for even sure, it, we went we went back home at the, uh, a couple weeks ago and at the beginning of august and i got uh, yeah, I like got at some point down. i might have to take yeah, my shirt yeah, off yeah and yeah it's it's not it's not good so so val is your is your objection is it to is it a specific thing is it the, is it I just, the issue with breasts is it just i just don't want to see anyone weird. i think it's just weird. to not have okay cuz there is i mean if men can do it, why can't women? Because well, I, that's why there's actually a segment of women that are pushing that feel the same way that breasts, I don't want breasts anyone are to. I don't want to obviously do that. We're not that's sick. That is disgusting. <laughs> like, I want everyone to put their shirts on. Yeah, I want everyone to put their shirts on. Okay. All Except men. at home. Like Have your shirt off at sitting home. at the corner of Beaver and Hickman jogging in their like speedos with no top. Yeah. You. Are there, are there no men that you would see doing that? You'd be like, I'll run it. I don't think anyone should uh, do it. No? Mm, no, because it's so. all like, who do you think you are? So weird. No, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Put it's your like, shirt on. Even if so they even if the nice guy was body? totally sculpted mm-hmm. and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just like, just, uh-uh, oh, who do you think you, you are? That's because it makes them grosser. seem like, it makes them seem like, mm-hmm. I think that I'm allowed to be outside without my shirt on. Look at me. Well, yeah, but they are. No, they're not. No, they're not. It's gross. Yeah. Put it on. I think it's grosser if they're like really fit mm-hmm. and have their shirts off. 
I think because then it's like because it's like they're all like yeah like they think this that is what everyone needs yeah it's not what anyone needs I don't like it Mm-mm. okay and I don't think a lot of I'm not that is. ambivalent about it but, <laughs> but I I can see I can see your point I mean I have an appreciation for the human body when it's you know when it's when I just it's, do when it's it working, at home but. yeah yeah just, if you're at home you can take your shirt off. What if somebody, not out there in the world? No one asked for it out in the world. Casey, what if somebody's walking around with like a tank on and a speedo? And a speedo? Now, are you? That would your, be the speedo. Is, that's the problem. Is, is, that's what I was going to say. Is it? Are, have we? Have you just created a general? You you threw the general statement out there by starting at the top. And is the issue now really a speedo? Is <laughs> There's that? There's so many men that were speedos in Beaverdale. What's going on in Beaverdale? I don't know. <laughs> Stop driving through There's Beaverdale. So I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> There's so many. Okay. <laughs> I always see them running down this road over here. Yeah. Just, yeah. And then you know what is sick is like these high school boys running around without their shirt on. Jesus Christ, put it on. <laughs> what are you guys doing? You're when in school. A, They're in school. I used to do that. Function. Yeah, what were you thinking? So when you well, were in high school, where did you uh, did you object then to you know what boys I running would always around? make fun of this one I it was um, guy Tyler? I'd be like, "Oh, I'm surprised you have your shirt on," because I was just like, "Put your shirt." But on. but when you were a teenager, you that was you had, when I was a teenager. No, that's what I'm saying. You had oh. no desire to see if you, you, not out in the world. It seemed like you're trying to showboat. They are. That's gross. I don't like it. That's, that's gross. gross way to be. They're insecure, and they've also worked really hard to get their body like that, probably. Mm-hmm. Or they just have God-given body like that, and they're... It's private. That's private. Not to them. Oh, it should be. Mm-hmm. That's right. how I feel. Men and women. Yeah. Men and uh, women. I can, I can safely say, Val, that there's a good chance you will never see me <laughs> going through Beaverdale in a Speedo without my shirt on. I'm pretty confident of that statement. Tommy, if you were, it would be okay. Uh, no, believe me, you. it would not. <laughs> it would support you. You you would it'd be on the news like a bear escaped in Beaverdale. You'd be all shaved up. You'd be like, I might run tomorrow. It's a mangy bear that's in Beaverdale. But he's surprisingly a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's all shaved up. Okay. Our next. All right. This is um, perhaps controversial because at what age? This is why I want to know. Does a kid get to start saying? No, don't put that picture up of me on Facebook to their parents. Yeah, what age? And talking about them on Facebook. Like, I'll see people posting, like, crappy things their kids are doing and stuff. And, like, kind of, like, my kid is the worst. And I feel like their kids are, like, two yeah. years from being on Facebook themselves. Can't they say, Mom, you can't do that to me on Facebook? I can they, they say can. that? I probably don't even know. That's sick. You think they're friends with their parents or they got them in a blocked group? I don't know. <laughs> you know? You know those blocks. But the, it, these these problems are the parents. Tell Let me, your kids you think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's weird. I'm, I'm, I'm probably a. I mean, I. God. Um, you're right at an area where the kid can't really do anything about it. They don't have any any ammunition. So so I would say, if it was at the age where I had a Facebook page and my parents were posting stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want them to have it on there. Um, you know, find a picture of your parents doing something yeah. weird. And, and, and if your parents aren't going to get the message that way, then, what if then, it's then like put it out there. A 10-year-old 
And his mom is just posting on Facebook all the time how crappy he's being and, like, all these awful things he's doing to all of her friends and his family and stuff. Yeah. To me, I feel like I was shitty as a kid. I am so glad my mom didn't tell the entire universe. She probably told her friends, like, oh, my God, Casey is the worst thing that ever happened. But that's just on the phone. Well, and the kid you're talking about has uh, autism, right? Asperger's. ADHD. Something where it's like... And she posts that. What you're complaining about is just him. He can't help that. And she'll tell him, you're triggering me. She goes, I told him you're triggering me. You're saying things to me like my mom did. And I'm like, how is this happening? That's not... I feel like that kid has a right to be like, you can't... I mean, even though he's like 10 or 11, can't he say, you can't do this. but... But she won't listen. No. Yeah, it might be making a bad situation worse, yeah. at least from the kid's perspective. But. And it's like, what do you do? I Can you just report someone for being the worst? I think in that situation, I would just abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Abandon ship. Yeah. Abandon Facebook. That's what you did. And that's what I did, and that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think someone has to watch but, for this kid to be like... Yeah. I think that I have, well, I've slowly been kind of getting back on Facebook. Mm-hmm. How's it going? It's all right. <laughs> I feel okay. Oh. <laughs> that was my phone. That was my phone. It's all right. Okay. Anyway. I feel like some of these kids, mm-hmm. their entire, even before they're born, their entire life is going to be on the internet. Yeah, it like is. Like them breastfeeding. Like beginning to end. Yeah, breastfeeding. Like pictures of them breastfeeding and stuff are on the internet. It's weird. It's going to be weird. And they have to just decide, I guess it's it fine. It won't be weird to them, I guess. I think we should prepare ourselves for that. Prepare ourselves. Prepare yourself. You know what we need to prepare ourselves for, probably? What? Prairie Squatch. Prairie Squatch. We just so happen to have someone here that hunts Prairie Squatch. You may have seen him in the, the reality movie. TV show. Real stuff that really happened. Yeah. His name is Jake. Yep. He is spotted, what, from what I can tell, many, many prairie squatch. I think he shot a few and mounted them. Sounds like he can just see them wherever. What's more a prairie squatch? Well, we'll have to ask we'll him. We'll ask him. What yeah. do you think, Jake? Jake, can you join us on the podcast and tell us a little bit about the prairie squatch? Just for a time. Yeah. This is, I can. This is Jake, and he is a squatch hunter. And is there anything else that you do with your time? No, not at all. I suppose maybe you don't have time you for anything squash, else. You hunt squatch, that's a lifestyle. That's oh. all the time. That's yeah. all you do. You're always on. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I could see that. Asleep, awake, you're always hunting. What do you do after you kill him? Well, you the don't body? mount him. You don't mount him? No, you don't get on top of one of those things. No. <laughs> I think she meant as a trophy. Like a trophy. <laughs> you don't do that. Scalp them. You scalp them. You. Yeah. You just want the top of their heads. Yeah, Is that the best fur? Ooh, you wouldn't want a, You wouldn't want a creature that looks like that on your wall. Period. I Is the fur on might. their legs worse than the fur on their head? You want the fur on their head? No. Frankly, none of it's useful. Mm. It's all. It, it's all pretty disgusting. So it's what's all, the difference between from just a. Uh, you know, woodsy Sasquatch and a prairie squatch. Yeah. Uh, gate, uh, it's, it's positioned, gate, gate specifically, uh, an, an Overland prairie squatch 
uh, is a short. It's a shorter creature because it evolved primarily in tall grasses. Uh, so it's under six feet tall, whereas your standard woodland squash is roughly ten to eleven feet tall. Oh, uh, okay. Your your squatches evolved to hide. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they evolved to do, and their their basic prey is usually something that they can that they can track and kill under cover. So mm-hmm. if it's if it evolved in the prairie, it's going to be roughly. Oh, four and a, four and a half, five feet tall. I don't know if you know this, Jake, but I recently went Bigfoot hunting. Yes, she um, did. Did do you know? It's very admirable. I um I want to know why does the Sasquatch like to throw rocks? Yeah, like, that seems to be a real anger issues mostly. Uh, a a lot of them. The 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 your typical Sasquatch, whether it's a woodland Sasquatch or a prairie Sasquatch, uh. Fathers usually don't stick around. Most Sasquatches are raised by their mothers, uh, and those mothers are usually absent just the same. And so the, it's, there's a lot of unresolved father issues, uh, and those rocks are just a symbol of their own frustration. They're taking it out on the rest of the world, that and the fact that they rip the heads off of prairie chickens, too. So. Oh. oh. You know, I was told that something that Sasquatch likes to do is just look in people's windows. Yeah. Have you found that to be true? They're I don't know any living being that like isn't us. interested in looking in, looking in other people's windows. No, I look in windows. Do you look in windows? Yeah, come at me. <laughs> Try and stop me. I look you in your think window. That you have a lot of similarities to the prairie squatch. Do you feel like you I'm, are sort of the same? Yeah, kind of. You think the same? I'm hairy. I'm cunning. I'm savvy. I'm you angry at my dad. Windows. Yeah, absolutely. There's certain similarities, <laughs> but I'm not a beast. I'm a man. Okay. Okay. Do, do you think that squatches should wear shirts when they're running around, yeah. or is there an issue with them running about? around? It depends. How big are their nipples? Oh, grossly sick, huge. I bet pancakes. Well, in that case, I can tell they're you flat. most 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 sasquatches, prairie or otherwise, have relatively pronounced nipples, and oh. I think that's fair. If you could clothe a sasquatch, if you could get close enough to a sasquatch. To put a shirt on it without it eviscerating you and pulling your juggler out and feeding it back to so you. So they are vicious. Yeah, Ooh. I mean that would be. It's strange what I'm they do. They try. They rip out your throat and then stuff it back down your yeah. throat, and that doesn't make sense. But they do it. Ooh, but fun. with a shirt on, they would be less intimidating <laughs> to you, Val. <laughs> I think yes. Okay. Very. They much would so. certainly be less. Yeah. Intimidating. They would be a lot less intimidating. You could stand to look at them for a second, yeah, too, at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Do, so. do they frequent Beaverdale? <laughs> yeah, are they in the Beaverdale area? Yeah, the beaver is the natural predator of the Sasquatch. Oh, the predator. Uh, it's, it, the no, beaver it's a takes fact. down the Sasquatch. Wow. Well, the, 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 wow, the Sasquatch are, has no natural defense or armor around its ankle beach. space. Are its ankles made of wood? Oh. Maybe not wood, but a wood-like substance. Wow. Um, the beavers just go for that. The the bone the bone is of the approximate similar density to wood, like oak in general. Do oak, they use the birch. bodies to build dams? The bones. You know, one could, but all that hair gets in the way, and then it makes the water disgusting and smell really bad. So they yeah. generally don't do that. I see that. Uh, but it would keep other predators away. So I could see how a beaver might make that choice. Okay. Well, thanks. This for has being been really Jake. insightful. It's Jake. been super insightful. I really enjoyed your movie. Thanks for stopping by. Um, 
I don't mean movie. I mean your reality show. I feel like you came off really well. Yeah. Nah, I think I'm was... sorry that was canceled. I think it was a little too much for people to take. Too real. I think, I think it was it too was real. Too it, real. Things got too I real. Think you're right. You know what? Sometimes it ends up getting too real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sometimes it certainly you're did. Squatch. Life nothing just but gets real. too real. Yeah. All this right. has been really, really fun. This has been real. Maybe you can take us out on a hunt sometime. We'll awesome. do that. Yep, let's we can do, do that. that. Let's mark our calendars. Sounds Thank exciting. Thanks, Jake. Happy trails, y'all. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Stay safe out there. Yeah, he knows how to stay safe. He's been he doing too. this for years too. This um. That guy's cool. Yeah, that guy's super cool. You just have him on for a full episode sometime. Yep, I yeah. think so. This uh, this um, cider from Maiden Rock. Mm-hmm. How it tastes like blood. <laughs> you drank wine last week that tastes like gasoline. I think we'll stick with the root beer. <laughs> that doesn't taste like beer. Okay. That's where we're at. Anyway. Okay, so Tommy, you're a retired teacher. Uh, Professor. Academic. Academic. Oh, so cool. I spent the better part of my time at the University of Maryland. I was a researcher. I researched uh, substance abuse in the criminal justice population. Wow. Oh, my God. And, uh, Drugs in prison. So, wait. Yep. Mm-hmm. This intervention thing is right up. Kind of hit uh, close to home. I, I was never an interventionist before, but I've been. You really I've took been, to it. I've been, yeah. party, I've been party to the process before. Wow. That's awesome. But, no, most of my time was uh, actually going into criminal justice environments, jails, booking facilities, and interviewing arrestees, and we did drug testing. And that got old after a while and wanted to bail out of it. And essentially what I ended up doing was training other people <laughs> so they could go in <laughs> and, and, do the, and do the crappy work. It was the type of thing that when you traveled to a city, you always knew you were near where you needed to be when you saw the bail bonds and pawn shop. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're, you know, we're, we're close. We're there. We're close. Uh, I did that for a while and um, moved. So every public university has three missions. There's a research mission, which is actually in most public universities is the biggest mission because that's what brings in money to the school. It's really not teaching like most people <laughs> think it is. Uh, but then there is the academic uh, mission and so after doing research for a while, I went back into my college and was an advisor. I ended up working with students, which was a lot of fun because uh, it's amazing. You have some kids that can read a catalog, figure out the courses that they do, they need to take and not need to interact with anybody at the university and go along. And then there's a smaller group of students that either need constant reinforcement that they need to do better or at the other end of the spectrum when they would come in and see you every week going, am I taking the right classes? Am I taking the right classes? <laughs> and then before the, the, the last couple years, uh, I, taught a le- I taught leadership courses, uh, statistics and research methods, and also did data analysis for my university, our faculty oh teaching enough, mm-hmm. uh, revising curriculums and things like that. And that helped when we made the transition and moved out here for my wife's job. That was something I could do. I could do from a distance. Oh my God, that's awesome. so professional. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, it sounds professional, but <laughs> it it's, does. It it's one of those. Like, oh my it's God. one of those jobs where you get to dress like this and not nice. have to wear. That was one of the most appealing things about working at a university was, unless you were asking for money, you didn't have to wear a jacket and tie for anything. <laughs> Which to me was a big was a big selling point. 
Oh my god. I talked, like me and my friend Heath, he was on the last episode, mm-hmm. we went to ISU and we're talking to students and we were fools, obviously, and couldn't talk really, but I mean, they, they were really good, but I was just so, like, it was at ISU, I was just so impressed, it was so early in the morning and they were all just up and asking questions, and I was like, oh my god, look at these youths, go-getters, they felt <laughs> wow. like go-getters, do you ever just youths. have students that you're like, you're a go-getter? Yeah, usually they were ADD or ADHD and, <laughs> and, and really, really high strung, but for, for the most part, uh, most faculty at, at universities, they'll find that uh, if they if they really want to teach, they'll teach like an eight o'clock or a nine o'clock class in the morning because then you have to be a dedicated student to want to get up that early. There and we go. So that's where they normally because what they end up getting the smallest yep. class size because most students would rather sleep in till ten or eleven o'clock that and forego sense. taking a really cool class for it was sleep, an eight o'clock class. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. They were like, that's crazy. Either that's that why or I was like, oh my gosh, this whole class is just getting it either that or their parents moved in on campus with them and they made sure that they got them up which is not unheard of which is not unheard of okay this is not a smooth transition but something i wanted to do would be i want to ask our fans because i assume we have some people listen um (laughs) i'm just reassuring everyone there other people are listening it's not just you this is not just a problem you have other people are doing it too Yeah. yeah and People are doing it. So if you, we want to know what you thought or what you think we look like based on our voices. And if you can or are willing to, we would like you to draw pictures of us. Yes. <laughs> I always PC. ask Scott to draw pictures of me and he's like, nope. And so I'm like, well, maybe our fans will draw pictures of me. I hope they haven't seen pictures on Facebook. <laughs> do, you, do you have artistic talent to draw? Yeah, or would this he's still be- super good. Okay. Because for me, even if I tried, it would still be like stick figures with... I would love even a stick figure with a lollipop head. That would be amazing. Do it. And then email them. Draw me and Valen if you want. You can draw Tommy and Scott, too. I think they would love it. And send the pictures to nothingstoweird at Mm gmail.com. And we'll love them. Won't that be fun? That would be awesome. I think it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. What's not fun is this neighbor next door I've been having. (laughs) Terry? Yeah. This is... Okay, this is what, what if he, he listens. He doesn't listen. He doesn't know anything. Okay. <laughs> He's an old man. Okay. Let's talk. Well, here's what he was doing last time. Like when Heath was on the podcast, then afterwards he's he blow dries his car with his leaf blower at nighttime. Mm, yeah. Okay. That makes After sense. After he washes it, he washes it in the driveway and then dries mm-hmm. it off with yeah. a leaf blower. Okay. But this is, you know, whatever. That's quirky. But. This is what he likes to do outside. Rain on my parade all the time. Rain on my parade. Like, what do you mean? Like, when Scott got the irrigation fixed, he's like, well, now your water bill's going to go up. <laughs> and then me and Cosmo are outside enjoying ourselves, walking around on a nice day. And then he's like, what are you going to do when it's 20 below? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess take them outside like we did last winter when we had them. He's just a parade rainer. My parade has enough problems without other people's people rain. No. Why are you doing that? Yeah. You think I haven't thought of this? <laughs> Jeez. But it's just like it was a beautiful day, and he was like, "Don't you enjoy this beautiful day? It's gonna what be twenty below when someday." It's twenty below. <laughs> well, I'll just die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you have 
You live in, we don't need to say where you live, but you live in a smaller town. Do you have weird neighbors? I live, I live in a rural area. Um, my neighbors are okay. Um, I know in, since moving to Iowa, I was amazed uh, about how, at least out in a rural area, how protective people are of property rights until for some reason they feel that they need to go on your property. You know, it's, it's okay. Um, I did have, uh, I did have, living back east, I I had several experiences. Um, One, I was the president or on the board for my homeowners association, which is something that you don't want to do. Um, I even found it out out here, out in Iowa, where where I live, we, we actually have a homeowners association. And it's amazing how people will pick and choose what uh, regulations they they want to go by. So, for example, we had uh, an issue recently where our covenants would only allow you to have two dogs, mm-hmm. and one of my in neighbors a rural wanted. Area? Uh, yeah, and it, it's but still, it's a it's a development in, mm-hmm. in a rural area. They're two three acre lots, okay. and the so the the my neighbor wanted to have a third dog, and we put it to a vote, and it didn't have enough people, and she was disappointed. She had initially made the mistake of telling her kids that night they were going to go get a dog. Why would she do and that? And it got That's... it didn't pass. So <laughs> what she ended up doing was she could if she went around she could get a head count, and so if you go door we were voting anonymously, but mm-hmm. by going door to door she ended up changing some people's minds. And in talking to her about it, I said, well, I'm glad you did the right thing. I said, but this is the type of place where people kind of pick and choose the covenants that they want to follow. Yeah. So we have a covenant that says you're not allowed to ride an ATV on the street. We have Our, our streets are private. We, we own mm-hmm. them. The, the county doesn't. And so she wants to follow the rule about the dogs, but she has her kids you know, cruising up and down the street <laughs> you know, on, on an ATV. Uh, also, uh, there was a period of time when we had reload out here. I actually moved back east and rented a condo and so I was on my own and did the my wife and I would exchange weekends and and travel back and forth I would travel here and she would travel back to Maryland so I was had gone from living slowly graduating to the point where we bought a house and then a house with more space and then a lot and then to suddenly go back to where you're in kind of communal living again and I had a neighbor that lived above me they didn't have enough carpeting they were always dropping stuff on the floor. They were always fighting. And the noise carried through there. And so what I used to do, I can say this because these people will never hear it. So what I used to do was uh, I, had a, I had a device that vibrated. And every time I would get up at night to go to the bathroom, I had it sitting in the, cl- in the, in the closet where the utilities were, the, the heat vent that was... that the ductwork that ran up through all of the, the units. And so I would just stick my hand in the closet and turn it on and put it on the sheet metal <laughs> when I went into the bathroom. So there would be this <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning that would rattle through there and I would it would do that while I was in the bathroom and then when I come back out I turn it I turn it back off and go to bed. So I figured if I'm up at two o'clock in the morning then you guys get to be up at two o'clock in the morning. So yeah I've had I've had I've had issues with, with me. <laughs> One neighbor growing up, this lady, she was laying on her roof at night, and I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, as a kid, she's like, I'm moon bathing. And then I thought, oh, man, I can get tan at night? And so I was like, I want to moon bathe. I hate, like, because, you know, everyone would lay out and stuff, and I'm like, I hate the sun. I'll lay in the moon, but it doesn't really get you tan. I bet she was kind (laughs) of a neat person, huh? 
No. I don't really. I didn't really know her except for when I saw her on the roof, and then I was like, "What's happening? We." <laughs> she was moonbathing. That's on awesome. the roof. I mean, I was jealous as a kid. I'm like, you get to lay on the roof at night. What a dream. Adults get to do anything cool they mm, want. They do. Oh, the other day, I said the word hobnob to Scott, and he had no idea what that meant. And his face was wonderful. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I was like, I think afterwards people are going to hobnob. And then he looked at me like, what, what? the hell is going on? <laughs> Why would no one's ever use that word? Oh, people use Scott. it all the time. People use it all the time. Uh, yep. So. Do you use I hobnob? Use you know what it means. I know what it means. I, I don't have too many occasions to use it. Scott, did you see the hobnob in Bryn? What? The bar. It sounds like a witch thing. The if, hobnob. If you, to me, if you don't know what the definition is, it sounds almost... Dirty. Sexual, yeah. Like hobgoblin. Yeah. <laughs> hobnob. Yeah. Well, there's a hobnob in Brit. It's a bar. It's just where people mingle? Yeah. You yeah, just kind of mingle. You rub, and... you rub elbows. Yeah, yeah, you rub elbows. Yes. Yep. So that's what they were doing last night was hobnobbing. Yep, they're hobnobbing. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what hobnobbing it's is. It's kind of rubbing elbows. I had another incident that very same day where someone didn't know what I was talking about. It was a real fun day for me because... <laughs> like... Okay, so Jacob from Cold Sweats Podcast, um, he works at Honey Creek Resort, Lake Rathbun, and someone from my hometown was there. I was like, oh, some trash boxes from my hometown are at your lake. And then... But why do you call them trash boxes? Why do I call them that? From, yeah. From Real Housewives? Yeah. 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 Trash boxes. <laughs> so, I mean, it was years ago, but it's really stuck. Trash boxes. So me yeah. and Heath say trash boxes all the time. So do I. Okay. Yeah, you say it, and then I'm sure. Well, Michael yeah, I'm says just saying it. for the listener, where does trash box come from? What are you doing, Val? I don't know. I don't moving know. things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did Jacob say? He was like, like compost bins. <laughs> <laughs> he thought some compost bins from my hometown were traveling two and a half hours. God. But you just meant. I meant people. trashy people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Trash boxes. And then I was like, I forget that I talk like an idiot. Do you think And then that? I expect people to know what I'm saying. But mm. that reference is only if you had watched that show. That yet. one episode okay. of The Real Housewives. Oh, one episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's really specific. Okay. <laughs> well, I get obsessed with things, and it just sticks. You think Jacob does a lot of composting? I don't know. He's pretty excited about some compost bins from Dallas Center coming to his lake. I that he does compost a lot. <laughs> Val, do you want to grab a couple box questions? Mm-hmm. Here we go. These are questions from the box. I do. This is some game. Find some good ones. I don't remember what this game is called. I don't either. It's just a box of questions. If you look up box of questions. and Make a wanna... random one, Val. How will our culture change in the next 100 years? Oh, geez. All these babies that are on the internet breastfeeding will be 100 years old. Yeah, <laughs> it will be, and maybe they're still gonna be alive. Maybe they'll be on Mars, probably. They'll probably still be shirtless people hanging out in Beaverdale. <laughs> oh, sick, Tommy! Thank no. God we'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't need to see that. That's not good. What no. if it evolves where people are like, let's just all be naked? Don't, don't evolve. But do you that ever way. think we could go backwards? 
And I'll be naked? Or Nobody no, like was certain... ever always just naked, though. No, they no, I mean, had, not, like, that, not that far backwards. But, I mean, you see pictures of, like, in the 50s when people used to go to ball games, like, guys would dress up and they'd wear a jacket and tie. Oh, and, yeah, that would yeah. be good. That things were proper. Great. So, like, will we ever experience Like a gentleman, a like you. Like a, well, yeah, like gentleman times. So, mm-hmm. like, we so. go back to a certain period of time where things yes. were certain, a certain. I think that we like would that. be expected to wear dresses and coarse fabrics. We could wear No, I don't think you'd be at the ball game. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, you're not like, allowed. No. <laughs> we'd be like the bonnet people, just, just in cotton dresses. Yeah, in cotton dresses. Yeah, mm-hmm. cotton loose dresses, like the bonnet people, and that'd be fine. Like Amish people. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, Was this in one episode of no. Real Lives that I missed? Also, or I guess. Okay, so in Dallas Center, where I'm from, I guess this is another word that I just say that's not real. Like, they have a whole bunch of people there that are brethren people, and they wear bonnets, and my family calls them bonnet people. Okay. Are they, so that's what they are. Are they Amish? They're kind of they're Amish. Like Mennonite. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I actually, Mennonites. Actually, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like I, I think they do some cool things. They do. I saw them. They lifted up the house next door and built a They've, basement. Yeah. They the made Mennonites all the furniture in my are house. real cool nice. people. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the way they, they approach religion, too, because they're Anabaptists, so you're, you're, you're not... Uh, like I was raised Catholic, so I was baptized when I had couldn't make the decision. Mm-hmm. But Anabaptists, they raise you in the religion, and then they give you, you an opportunity. You do rumspringa. You do rumspringa, and you have the opportunity to go out on your own, and then come back and then say, decide. "I either want to be baptized or 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 not." So I think I think, it's, I think it's cool. I think it's cool they do that, where mm-hmm. they give the person the choice as opposed to that way. Anyway, I'm done with my they have religion, a whole bunch religion, of my religion PSA. Useful skills too. Yes. Like, oh, I'd marry I'd marry an Amish carpenter in a heartbeat. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've told yeah. my wife that many a times. If I could find somebody who knew how to make furniture like that in a, in a heartbeat. So, yeah. what do you think it's going to be like? Do you think it's going to go back to olden times? Uh, no, I just I just I just wonder that there, yeah. if there's. I mean, everybody's always talking about going forward. Is there ever you know somebody go hey some let's, things to go back? I'll, with. Tell, I'll tell you this, and this is. I'm telling you, it's worth reading. That's all I'm saying is. Read the Unabomber's Manifesto. I know that sounds when I say that. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's not that crazy. And it's basically that. that we. It, his idea was that we have to go backwards. Because the dependence on technology is going to eventually ruin us. And I'm not, I wasn't really in that mindset so much. But he makes some compelling points. Okay. And I'm not condoning sending what he did, sending but bombs saying, to people yeah. in the mail. He was obviously yeah. fucked up, but uh, it, it's worth reading. No, I, I think I, I, I personally have issues of where we're going with, with technology. So, Yeah, let's go back. We're going too much. No, I think we should go back. Yeah. Way back. Mm-hmm. Caveman times. <laughs> <laughs> One more question. Okay, if you needed to change your name, what would you choose? Oh, my change it first and last names oh man yeah. Let's, yeah that's too much first and last unless you have a first and, and last yeah unless you so you're just one. changing last name because well, i would just change first name first name what mm. yeah for fun. see i'm thinking of like you're in trouble you better change your oh, name i'm yeah. thinking oh just for fun like you know cool. like your name yeah i've always liked the name sawyer sawyer that's oh, a okay. good name yeah. True. Uh, that's good yeah what about you i don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't really have, I guess. 
I think, think that it would be like something weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like how a lot of people have heaven spelled backwards. <laughs> I think my name would be Nevea. <laughs> Nevea. <laughs> my name i feel like it'd be weird if i had a different name but um what if it was your name spelled backwards you know what i think um that's yeesack some people would call me yeesack yeah yeah um no. <laughs> like in my high school i feel like all we were doing was trying to be like yeesack. i don't want to kill myself that so let's make up dumb name things ever yeesack <laughs> Oh my god. Sounds biblical. <laughs> and Yeesack begot. Uh... I love it. Okay. I did name my sister's middle name because I like this name, so maybe that would be my name. Like I named her middle name Nicole because I wanted to call her Nick. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a boy's name on yeah. a girl. Yeah. So are your names family names? You're, you're, no, hmm. they're just names your parents picked? Or yeah, names. I think mom said she wanted me to have a strong name. Mm-hmm. That's what she wanted, and she wanted me to have That's the so same. That's so funny, Casey, because my parents wanted me to have a weak name. Really? Yep. That. Why? That was Valerie weak. Because Jess and I, you know, and I was the weak twin. I was like, Mom, I'm not going to live. Ugh. I don't and know. they decided to go with that. <laughs> I that. And my that mom wanted me to have the same initials as her, too. I lived. Why would they want you to have a weak name? I don't know. They just thought they had the name Jess and Val picked out, and they just thought Val sounded like weaker, and I was like the weaker. You know, like I feel like small your grandma. And sickly. That's how it is with twins, you guys. Your really? grandma should have said, yeah. "No, don't do that. She's strong." I feel like my your grandma name would... is Maxine, though. That's my grandma. That's name. good. Mm-hmm. Max see. is a fun name. Mm-hmm. I don't see Jess as being a stronger name. Mm-hmm. As... I mean, if, it, if they gave one of you the name Ajax or something like <laughs> yeah. that, I could, I could understand that. But I don't see, like, a, on a scale, I don't see Jess and, and, yeah. and Valerie being... They thought that Jess sounded stronger and Valerie sounded kind of weak. No way. Oh. Starts with a V. It's very know. strong. What about you? Your name is spelled very strange. Uh, that's, my, that's my spelling. Because okay. there, there actually is, uh, there, there actually is uh, actually a comedian whose name is Tommy O'Neill. Okay. So I just for 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 that I I, I did the the, the, the okay. weird spelling. So yeah. No, it's, That's why I was like, oh my god. Can I ask how do you, do you get into comedy here? Is, were you doing that back east? Uh no, it was kind of serendipitous. I uh, did. I actually do storytelling. So oh, really? when I first came here and the social club was getting up to speed. One of the four, they had about four main programs. One of them was Open Circus, which was mm-hmm. an, uh, you know, an, an all open mic. Uh, but they did Story Mob, and it's kind of based upon the NPR's The Moth. So five minutes to tell a story based on a prop or a theme that's known in advance. And when I came here, just uh, signed up and you know didn't think that anything would come of it, and and won first place. <laughs> and uh, my wife wasn't there; she was out of town. And then the next time they had it. I signed up for it and said, hey, I did this really neat thing. You know, you should come out. I don't think this story is as strong as the first one. And uh, did it again and won first place. <laughs> and then the third time I did it and wrote a story for it and said, ah, this is worse than the first two stories. And did it and, and, won, first, it? and won first place and thought, well, this is getting kind of weird and people are going to get mad that, you know, they're not going to want to come anymore. And so I ended up, I ended up being a judge for it. And in addition to continue on doing storytelling, 
and we also ran a program this past year uh, at a Beaverdale Books uh, Beaverdale. Se- season Beaverdale. of story. Did everyone and, have their shirts on? Uh, they had their shirts on. Oh, good. Yeah, where, where it was That's the same shocking. thing, where it was, it was competitive did. storytelling. <laughs> they still shocking. do it down. They still carry it on down at the social club. Um, they don't get as big of a draw as they used to because there's no, there's no prize money. I would rather pay the money. I would rather pay a fee to get in for the opportunity to compete yeah. rather than go in and not pay anything and not win anything no, yeah. um, either. But mainly it's uh, my background's been in storytelling and Awesome. They went on hiatus, so Story Mob went on hiatus when they were looking for space, so they didn't have it, and so that's when I tried to configure doing storytelling into trying to do stand-up. Oh my god, that's gosh. awesome! You have all kinds. Of, you do have all kinds of good stories. You're a storyteller. That's mm-hmm. why. Tell me There we go. Do you have anything? Since is this good time, Scott? Yep. Okay. Do you have anything coming up you would like to plug? Anything going on? No plug. If it was Facebook, I'd show you pictures of my grandkids. Oh. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. It, you know, life, 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 nothing to plug. We're, Everyone I, should go watch our movie. That's a plug. Yes. And go yeah. see Tommy. And, just yeah. be professional. Be all, a gentleman. All of the, all of the movies that came gentleman. out. Yeah, all of the movies that came very out were, were very good. Did your wife like our movie? Yes. She, oh, yes. good. <laughs> she saw my big pumpkin head up there. <laughs> That's what I call Cosmo, pumpkin head. <laughs> so I just want to thank Rhonda and Cooper. That's hey, our super too. fan. Um, for Rhonda, for coming out. That was so nice. Was it was nice. so surprising was awesome. to see her. It was mm-hmm. amazing. So thank you for coming out. Um and we have normal plugs. Listen to Cold Sweats podcast, and seems they've stopped, you know, talking shit on hair stylists. So that's fine. That's all worked out. They better. Yep. Oof. Yeah. Yep. TJ wins. So all right. listen to Cold Sweats. Listen to us. Send us pictures that you've drawn of us. Nothing's too weird. At gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We have a Twitter handle that I haven't done anything with, but I'm just holding it. So. <laughs> So, yeah, don't follow it. But, I mean, if you follow it, maybe one day I'll do something. I just want to hold it in case I feel like doing something. Yeah. So, there. So, Sounds thanks for good. listening. And we'll see you later. We'll Hope see you, you next time on it. our one-year anniversary. Yeah, that's right. It'll be fun. All right. Goodbye. Bye.